Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting. Opponents of proposed carbon pipelines in Iowa say the projects will be too much of a drain on Iowa's water resources. The Iowa Department of Natural Resources has already granted Summit a permit to withdraw up to 55 million gallons of water each year from a new well near an ethanol plant in Chickasaw County. The agency is considering another application from Summit for the use of nearly 28 million gallons of water each year from a new well in Wright County near an ethanol plant in Goldfield. Julie Glades farms about 17 miles from Goldfield. We know these waters are life. They belong to all of us in Iowa. Please deny Summit's Goldfield water um, withdrawal request. State Representative Mark Thompson, a Republican, represents Wright, Humboldt, and Hancock counties in the Iowa House. The water shortage is, is about as obvious as the nose on your face. We live near Belmont, near a lake. The lake has receded about 150 feet from the original shoreline. Uh, and I also would encourage uh, this permit to be denied. The carbon capture process, uh, process generates heat. Water is used to cool the carbon so it can be compressed, liquefied, and shipped through a pipeline. Marjorie Swan, a Wright County farmer, says Iowa's water resources are not unlimited and should not be used for the project. We are very well aware of the drought conditions that Iowa and their, her neighbor states have been suffering through recently. 2.9 million residents of our state are currently living in areas of drought. Others who testified at last week's hearing asked state officials to consider how much water Summit would need for its entire project, not just for each of the ethanol plants that would connect to the pipeline. Kathleen Hunt of Eldora owns land in Hardin County that's along the proposed Summit route, and she says Summit's water use would be unprecedented. It is incumbent upon the DNR to go about their work carefully and with scientific precision because the public wealth of Iowa is at stake. Summit has said its project is crucial to the survival of the ethanol industry as consumer demand for carbon-free fuel will grow. To better understand farmers' use and opinions of precision agriculture, the 2022 Iowa Farm Poll asked questions about specific types of precision ag. The report was uh, conducted by Iowa State University Extension Sociology. According to the poll, 66% of responding farmers said they use global positioning system yield monitors or maps, followed by 56% who use GPS guidance systems such as auto steer, and 56% who said they use variable rate equipment such as sprayers and fertilizer equipment. On the other hand, some technologies like use of data from online decision tools show less usage currently, but a strong likelihood of being adopted in the future. In 2021, 30% of farmers said they used this technology, while 21% said they plan to do so within the next three years, and 25% said they are open to the technology in the future. The survey of nearly 1,000 farmers also showed that they were especially interested in adopting drones and on-farm sensor technology, as well as data from online decision tools. Today, the Franklin County Board of Supervisors will continue to discuss a recently passed resolution that established Franklin County Library Service funding that will review fiscal year 2024 budget amendment request. Franklin County Board of Supervisors meet today, 8.30 a.m. at the courthouse in Hampton. The Hardin County Board of Supervisors today will consider approval of a proclamation naming November 18th as National Injury Prevention Day in the county. 
and will consider approval of the WageWorks Health Equity Plan for calendar year 2024. The Hardin County Board of Supervisors meet today 9 a.m. at the courthouse in Eldora. The Governor's Traffic Safety Bureau is receiving $11 million in federal money for grants to various safety programs in Iowa. The Bureau Chief, Brett Jepkes, says one program helps refugees with driver education. Through Lutheran Services of Iowa, you know, they help, help uh, bring refugees up to speed with uh, some of the Iowa's laws, with the culture in Iowa, and get them to be uh, uh, build their confidence and, and give them education. He says it's important for people who are new to Iowa. They need those uh, uh, driver's license to be able to get to work, to be able to get to school, and so to help educate them to to pass a driver's uh, uh, class and, and test is, is something that they'll be doing uh, you know, with the help of our, uh, with our grant funds. And so you know, we're eager to uh, get going and, and work with them. The Iowa Bicycle Coalition is also getting grant money. You know, we want to um, support them in, in training young people to walk and bike to school and, uh, and develop you know, good, safe habits when they're bicycling and walking. The Iowa Restaurant Association and Mothers Against Drunk Driving are receiving grants. Mothers Against Drunk Driving, educating young people on, on safety, driver safety, but also just, uh, you know, safe users of the road system in general. And, and uh, you know, with the Iowa Restaurant Association, that's some responsible beverage server training. So, so training the, you know, the alcohol servers when to serve, when to ID, and, and, uh, uh, and to make sure they're not uh, serving people that... Uh, have either had too much alcohol or, or shouldn't happen in the first place. He says traffic deaths in the state are already more than 300 this year, and they hope these grants will help bring that number down. The Iowa Department of Health and Human Services announced the first influenza-related death of the 2023-24 respiratory virus season. The individual was an older adult between age 61 and 80 from southern Iowa. Iowa's most recent respiratory virus surveillance report shows a virus at a low level of activity, and hospitals currently report low patient emission rates. Safety tips include stay home if you are sick to keep others safe, cover coughs and sneezes with a tissue, or if a tissue is not available, cover them with an upper shirt sleeve, not a hand, and avoid social gatherings if you or your children are ill. The burn ban in Hampton will be lifted from November 1st through the 30th. Burning during said 30 days shall only be allowed from noon until darkness, are being defined when the streetlights come on and for yard waste only. Burning of yard waste shall not occur at a proximity of less than 20 feet from any structure or building. It shall be supervised at all times until the fire is completely extinguished. Iowa is bolstering its cybersecurity measures to guard against a variety of potential threats as Mark Moran has this report. Given the increasing importance of electronic information and a reliance on data being stored in the cloud, Iowa's Chief Information Security Officer Shane Dwyer says the state is bolstering cybersecurity across all platforms. This includes investing in intrusion detection systems, firewalls, 24-7 monitoring devices, and better communication with election officials statewide. We have a presence in all 99 counties from a security tooling and monitoring perspective. I think those are really really critical things for Iowans to understand. We're, we're looking at these things from multiple layers to ensure that your vote is secure. Absentee voting and casting a ballot early by mail are options in Iowa, but you can't vote or register to vote online.
while the integrity of election-related information is critical, Dwyer says cybersecurity goes beyond election season. He cautions people to be careful with their personal information no matter what they're doing online. He adds local governments need to take that lead. Really, Security Awareness Month is about having discussions in your communities about the importance of cybersecurity and really building up uh, knowledge within those communities. Almost everyone is fully ingrained in technology, and I think those discussions are extremely crucial. Online awareness is also increasingly important as the holidays near. Officials have warned people to be on the alert for cyber scams as they use credit cards and personal information to shop online. Mark Moran reporting. Today's guest on the Radio On The Go Newsmaker program is Hardin County Auditor and Commissioner of Elections. Jolene Peters will discuss the upcoming city school election on November 7th. The Radio On The Go Newsmaker program here's weekdays during the noon hour on KLMJ with archive programs available under the News tab at RadioOnTheGo.com. The high in the past 24 hours here at our studios at 7 o'clock 37 degrees and the 24-hour low as of 7 a.m. today, 23 degrees. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.